What if you could find out the exact age you'd be when you died? Would you want to know? Or would you choose to just let fate run its course? Some believe that there is a predetermined number, an age that many insist that once you survive it, you're in the clear. The age 27. This cursed number is said to have brought many talented artists and musicians to an early grave and has been shrouded in so much mystery that statistical studies have been conducted at several universities to get to the bottom of the mystery of what awaits those once they turn 27. Could these larger-than-life talents who have all died at 27 years old just be falling victim to the signature lifestyle of rock and roll's greatest acts, living fast and dying young? Or is there a little more to the story, and some eerie force is claiming the lives of all of the most cherished and gifted artists the world has ever offered? Crack Pops. Are you in? Let's crack the case. Welcome to Crack Pop. My name is Jacob Granado, pop culture obsessor, enthusiast, and commentator. Each week, I will bring you along with me through my research as I attempt to crack pop culture's darkest mysteries, conspiracies, and secrets. Today, we're following the mystery surrounding the music industry's infamous 27 Club. Also, really quickly, I just wanted to give a huge shout out to our Crack Pop listeners, Joe Urena and Amanda Tamimi, who both submitted this episode idea for us to cover. So thank you guys so much for the suggestion. If you guys have a suggestion at all, please go to crackpopnetwork.com where you can submit an idea that I will likely cover in a future episode. So without further ado, here is Joe's and Amanda's idea of an episode for you. Just a heads up, everybody, this one's going to be a long one. I promise, though, that you're going to learn something new along the way, because no detail that I've included is too small. And trust me, I've gone through, I've edited out everything I thought I could get rid of, and everything that you're going to hear in this episode is key to unraveling the mystery. Odds are, you've heard of the 27 Club or the Forever 27 Club, or even Club 27 as it has popularly been named. The mystery goes that many musicians and artists who seem to have been born with some unachievable, God-given creative talent all die at the young age of 27. 
not 26, not 28, 27. Side note, I am 27 years old right now at the time of this recording. So the theory kind of freaks me out a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Not that I think that I have some God-given talent, but I mean, the age is notoriously known to be cursed. Each of the lives that are supposed to have been claimed by the curse are undeniably and extraordinarily talented in their own right. And you've probably heard of a few of them, I'd bet. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, Brian Jones, Kurt Cobain, and Amy Winehouse. Together, those six musicians have been popularly referred to as the Tragic Six, sharing the fact that they were musicians and they all tragically passed away at 27 years old. And most, if not all, of their deaths were shrouded in mystery from the very start, leading some to believe that some of the Tragic Six were either murdered or that their souls were even claimed by some demonic force. However they died, though, the chain linking the six together was how they all lived very high-risk, public, and even mentally disturbed lifestyles, and how they each contributed so much to their respective music genres. It was their pioneering talents that has immortalized these figures forever, each of their memories persevering on in the hearts and minds of their cult-like followers. But beyond those six, who are arguably the most famous of all artists who died at 27, there are an estimated 50 more musicians, artists, athletes, and public figures who are supposedly part of this club as well including Alan Blind Owl Wilson, the guitarist for the band Canned Heat, Ronald Pigpen McKernan, a founding member of the Grateful Dead, Dave Alexander, the first bassist for the Stooges, Peter Ham of Badfinger, Kristen Pfaff, a member of Kurt Cobain's former lover Courtney Love's band Hole, and Randy Stretch Walker, a rapper from Tupac's rap group Thug Life. And each of their deaths appear suspicious to many of their own fans, as their lives were also either claimed by suicide or some tragic accident. While all of their deaths are surrounded by mystery too, I want to keep our focus on the tragic six, Hendrix, Joplin, Morrison, Jones, Cobain, and Winehouse. And one other major player in the story who might even hold the key to the entire conspiracy that I will name later. One of the most frightening aspects of this mystery is that Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, and Brian Jones all died within just two years of each other. Brian Jones was the first to go in July of 1969, followed by Jimi Hendrix in September 1970. Two weeks later, it was Janis Joplin, then Jim Morrison, two years to the day that Jones had died, became a member of the club in July 1971. After Morrison's death, 
the very early conspirators began to take notice and were becoming more and more aware of the mystery. It wasn't until a few decades later, though, that the conspiracy would be officially given the title The 27 Club, which was when Nirvana frontman Kurt Cobain was found having committed suicide in April of 1994. Labeled as the latest tragic artist to have joined the club, Cobain's death was a national phenomenon, and his fans and the media were quick to tie him in with the first four members of the Tragic Six. And many years would pass before the next and most recent great artist would pass herself and provide further proof and speculation that the 27 Club had struck again. In 2011, Amy Winehouse was discovered dead from alcohol poisoning at age 27. And together, Winehouse and Cobain's widely covered and suspicious deaths burned the mysterious, cursed 27 Club into the pop culture psyche. We've since seen references to the club in movies, comics, paintings, and even in one video game. But more than anywhere else, we hear the club called out by name in several songs. Mac Miller on his song Brand Name says, To everyone who sells me drugs, don't mix it with that bullshit. I'm hoping not to join the 27 Club. Tragically and ironically, almost predicting his actual demise, Miller died on September 7th, 2018 at just 26, narrowly escaping 27. And his cause of death? An accidental overdose of fentanyl paired with cocaine and alcohol. But even stranger... The rapper Juice World referenced the club on his song, Legends. The lyrics go, What's the 27 Club? We ain't making it past 21. He dedicated the song to rappers XXXTentacion, who was murdered at 20 years old, and Lil Peep, who had died from overdosing at age 21. And fulfilling his own song's prophecy, Juice World 2 died at 21 years old from an accidental overdose. So what's going on? Are musicians just predestined to an earlier death? Are the pressures and darker sides of fame just too much for some artists to bear? Or is there some significance to the actual number 27? Maybe we can piece it together if we take a deeper look at all of the troubled lives of our tragic six and their final days alive. Let's start with Brian Jones. Born in February of 1942, Jones would have been the oldest of the pack if they were all still alive today. He's best known for founding and being the original leader of the Rolling Stones, And though he created the rock supergroup, his eccentric bandmates Mick Jagger and Keith Richards would eventually take over the creative direction of the band, but the Rolling Stones simply would have never existed without Jones. 
At around midnight on July 3rd, 1969, at 27 years old, Brian Jones was discovered lying motionless at the bottom of a swimming pool at his farm home in the UK. Jones was rushed to the hospital, but pronounced dead on arrival. The coroner initially ruled his death as a drowning, but revised this decision and eventually ruled his demise a death by misadventure. The autopsy report revealed that Jones's liver and heart were both enlarged due to his heavy abuse of alcohol and drugs. Case closed, right? Wrong. Associates of the Rolling Stones have come out and claimed to have inside information that Brian Jones was in fact murdered. Even Keith Richards himself has said, quote, I don't know what happened, but there was some nasty business going on. Business that some believe we'll never be made aware of. Next to go was Jimi Hendrix. He was born November 27, 1942, and would ultimately become what Rolling Stones has considered to be the greatest guitarist of all time. Hendrix took music lovers by storm when he shared his talents with the world, producing sounds and creative effects that no one had ever heard before, and would single-handedly transform the sound of rock and roll forever which made his death on September 18, 1970, that much more painful. Hendrick's girlfriend found him breathing but unresponsive in her London apartment, so she called for an ambulance, which transported Hendrix to the hospital. But it was too late. Hendrix had passed away from asphyxia while intoxicated with the barbiturate called Vesperax, basically choking on his own vomit after being sedated with sleep-inducing drugs. Normally, half of one pill is more than enough for someone to get a full night's rest. Hendrix, however, had taken more than nine of these pills and had mixed them with alcohol and would tragically become the newest member of the 27 Club. Then there was Janice. Janice Joplin was born January 19, 1943 in Port Arthur, Texas. And it wasn't until 1967, just three years before her ultimate death, that Joplin even began her rise to fame as a singer. Janice was known for her sultry and raspy, heartbreaking voice and has been referred to as the greatest white blues mama who ever lived, and even the queen of rock and roll. Sadly though, Joplin was tortured by some very tough demons and became a heroin abuser later in her life. After one final late night recording session in Hollywood, a 27-year-old Joplin returned to her motel room where at around one in the morning, She took out her heroin kit and injected the drug into her left arm, walked to a cigarette vending machine where she purchased a pack, then returned to her room where she half-undressed, reached to put her cigarette pack on the nightstand, 
but somehow tripped and hit her head on the table and was found lying unconscious there on the floor the very next day by her close friends after her producer had become worried that she had skipped her scheduled recording session. Joplin's death came not even two weeks after Hendrix himself had died, and her cause of death was determined to be an accidental heroin overdose, possibly even mixed with alcohol. But not everyone buys this story. Joplin's manager remained vocal about his belief that her drug dealer had given her a much stronger or possibly even tainted amount of the drug. This theory is even more plausible considering that several other people who received heroin from the same dealer died during the weeks surrounding Joplin's death. So was this an accident? Or was it outright murder? And if so, who wanted Janice dead? The next musician to join the 27 Club and the final of the original four who all passed away within two years of each other is Jim Morrison. Born in December of 1943, Morrison would become the lead vocalist of the LA-based rock band The Doors. Morrison's wild and rebellious personality helped skyrocket the band to their high fame and popularity among the counterculture movement. And Morrison is consistently ranked highly among the greatest singers of all time. Morrison was living in Paris with his girlfriend Pamela Corson at the time of his death in 1971. On July 3rd of that year, two years to the day that Brian Jones had passed and about nine months after Hendrix and Joplin had died, 27-year-old Jim Morrison joined them as Pamela walked in and discovered his lifeless body in their apartment bathtub. The official cause of death was determined to be heart failure. However, we might never know the whole truth because... Morrison never had an autopsy. At the time, French law didn't require any autopsy be performed on the dead, so they kind of just breezed through it and determined that his heart had failed without even knowing the cause. Obviously, this has been greatly challenged by Morrison's fans and loved ones, some believing the eyewitnesses that came forward and suggested that he had overdosed on heroin like Joplin had. Others believing that he may have even been murdered and targeted. And as if Jim Morrison's death wasn't enough to prove the existence of the 27 Club, guess who else died at 27? Pamela Corson, Morrison's longtime girlfriend, the one who found him dead in the tub coincidence? Two entire decades would pass, though, before the club would officially get its name, when musician Kurt Cobain tragically and mysteriously died in 1994. Born on February 20th, 1967, Kurt Cobain became the voice of an entire generation. 
Whether he really wanted to or not, the frontman and vocalist of the 90s rock band Nirvana transformed music and gave rise to the alternative scene that we often associate 90s culture with. As his popularity grew exponentially and his band Nirvana became one of, if not the most popular bands of their time, Kurt was allegedly struggling with this new identity and his massive fame and turned to abusing heroin to mask his deep depression. Sadly, on April 8th, 1994, 27-year-old Kurt Cobain was discovered dead by an electrician in his home in Seattle, Washington, having committed suicide just three days earlier than he was found by a self-inflicted gunshot wound to his head. A suicide note was found along with his body written to his childhood imaginary friend, where Cobain admitted the extent of his loneliness and growing numbness to life. Reportedly, Cobain had even made several suicide attempts prior to the one that would ultimately claim his life, but still, some believe the details surrounding his death to be suspicious, many to this day believing that Kurt Cobain was murdered. And finally, Amy Winehouse. Winehouse was born September 14, 1983, and was almost forced into the music industry. Being a musician wasn't something Amy put much thought or even effort into. She was graced with talent and this innate ability to turn her many life's tragedies into the best, most heartbreaking songs. Amy very publicly struggled with heroin and alcohol abuse for most of her short career, And similar to Cobain, her growing popularity paralleled her quick spiral to the bottom. She was hounded by the tabloids as they so harshly criticized her struggle with her addictions and eventually it all just got to be too much for Winehouse. Because on July 23rd, 2011, Amy Winehouse was found dead in her London home at age 27 from alcohol poisoning. Suspiciously though, one of Amy's ex-boyfriends, Alex Haynes, suggested that Amy had shared her fear of dying at 27 to him before her death, insisting that she strongly believed that she was going to be joining the club herself. Still, her death serves as a reminder to everyone of the chains that come with being famous and the very negative impact the media can have on young artists. All of the tragic six, from Jones to Hendrix, Joplin to Morrison, Cobain to Winehouse, were tragically taken way too early from the world at just 27. But we should be fortunate that we have records of all of their extensive and beautiful contributions to the world of art and music. Okay, so now that I've introduced you to the club and the Tragic Six musicians who are most often associated with it, let's get into the many theories surrounding the 27 Club 
and why it is that this age seems to claim the lives of so many of our favorites. And stick around, because obviously I've saved the best of the theories for last. Theory 1. Numerology Welcome, students, to math class. Today's topic, numerology. Numerology, for any of you who might not be familiar with it, and trust me, it's totally okay, I had no idea what it was, is basically the study of certain numbers in your life and then the larger meaning and destiny that these numbers hold for you. Those who follow, or I guess practice, or believe in numerology believe that the universe is just one large system, one set of equations, and when you break down all of the elements, all you're left with are numbers. For example, everyone has a number called their life path number. It's similar to your astrology sign in that it's supposed to reveal your life's purpose along with all of your strengths and your weaknesses and your greatest fears and desires even. And I can talk about this forever because I find it so interesting, even though I have no idea what I'm talking about. But let's do something together. Let's all, right now, calculate our life path numbers. So first, all you need is your birthday, your full birthday. So mine is February 24th, 1993. And then you take all of the single numbers and add them up. So for me, that would be 2 plus 2 plus 4 plus 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 3. You're probably going to get a big number. Mine is 30. And then you add those two numbers until you get a single number. So 3 and 0 for 30. 3 plus 0 equals 3, making 3 my life path number. I'm not going to go into much more detail than that. If you need help finding your life path number, reach out to me. But there's certain rules to it, like if 11 or 22 are in your numbers, you're not supposed to add them up. I I don't know. There's more to it. I'm just an amateur. Anyway, what does this have to do with our Tragic Six and the 27 Club? Okay, so the age 27 in numerology equates to the number 9, because... 2 plus 7 equals 9. This is like a math podcast now. (laughs) And the number 9 in numerology represents regeneration or death. The numbers 1 and 9 are perhaps the most significant of all the numbers because 1 begins the cycle or transition and 9 is the very end of it. Experts believe that these two numbers, 1 and 9 specifically, are notoriously challenging for people because they either require us to move on from some difficult time in our lives or enter into some unknown and challenging new way of living. Let me put this another way because I feel like I'm talking in riddles. 1 is the beginning of something, and 9 is the end, and in our lives, some of the hardest times we go through come from beginning something or letting go of something. So, okay, cool, 1 and 9 are important in numerology, got it, but again, what's the point? Well, oddly enough, 
When you add the birth dates of our tragic six to find their life path numbers, you will find that Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, and Brian Jones all have a life path number of one, and Jimi Hendrix and Kurt Cobain both share a life path number of nine, which according to numerology, would make each of their lives a little more challenging than the average person's due to their placement being at either the beginning or end of the cycle, which theoretically would have maybe resulted in each of their struggles with addiction and substance abuse. I will admit that I'm pretty skeptical that numerology is some predestined design for all of us, And I'm not sure if their numbers aligning with each other is just coincidental or if there's some greater meaning behind all of it. But still, this remains one of the most popular explanations online for the existence of the 27 Club. So either way, if you believe in it or you don't, I'll post a link on our website to a site that will walk you through finding your own life path number so you can all see for yourselves if your life path number falls in line with any of the tragic six. Ah, damn. We never get enough time together. If you didn't buy that one, I hope you have more fun in health class. Theory 2. Declining health. It's no secret that the biggest stars, the biggest names in our world, have the quickest, easiest access to hard drugs. It appears that being one of those at the top is just recipe for disaster, for picking up a bad drug habit. You've got the loneliness and isolation paired with anxiety and depression that usually plagues the most creative minds. Top it off with the constant need to present, perform, and always be on your most energetic A-game, and then you throw drugs in the mix, you're done for. And really, especially for the harder drugs, all it takes is one time, one bad decision to send your entire life into a downward spiral. And all six members of the 27 Club that we've been covering were reported drug users. It goes the same for every addiction. The longer you go on drugs, the more of a tolerance you build to that drug. So the older you get, the more of that drug you'll need to feel the initial high that got you hooked. This process makes these troubled celebrities more susceptible to an overdose later on in their lives than, say, the first few times that they ever did the drug. Because again, they would need more of it when they got older. I have also heard, and I literally can't find any scientific study or proof of this, so please don't quote me on it, but in our late 20s, meaning 27 to 30, cell renewal first starts to slow down in our bodies. And let me tell you, speaking from experience, I felt that. (laughs) 
It makes sense that these musicians were all aging their bodies significantly by doing hard drugs and then eating away at the very organs that were keeping them alive. That at a younger age could probably better process or tolerate the drugs, but would start to reject them the older they got. And maybe their bodies had just had enough. Maybe they were starting to fight back. And still, maybe the musicians drives to feel that initial high overpowered everything else. And they were forced to take more drugs and consume more alcohol than they ever had before. Ultimately, leading to their unfortunate and early deaths, all at 27. Theory 3. Psychological Torture Now that we've gone through math and health class, welcome students to Psychology 101. But really, you don't need to be a psych major to know that each of us faces different life crises throughout our time here on Earth. The German-American psychologist Eric Erikson revolutionized his field by introducing his theory on human development. He argued that every single person goes through eight predetermined stages in our lives where we are all faced with some huge existential crisis at certain ages. Successfully completing each of these crises would mean living a healthy, well-rounded, and stable life. However, misstepping or even flat-out failing to overcome the stage's crisis could lead to some pretty damaging outcomes, possibly even resulting in death. While it really is eye-opening, I'm not going to go into every stage in Erickson's model, but let me just give you one example of how this works. The very first crisis we face in our lives, according to Erickson, happens from the day we are born until about 18 months old. The name of this crisis is Trust versus Mistrust. Erickson believes that being so new to the world, an infant relies on the guidance, protection, and care of his or her parents or caregivers. This might even be the most essential stage in human development, because if they receive the necessary care and attention, they will carry along with them a sense of hope and trust in themselves and in their many relationships later in life. But failure to receive that care at this early age can result in a life of mistrust, crippling anxieties and insecurities, and even an uncertain fear of the world around you. If you're lost, to sum it up with Erickson's model, we all go through the same huge life conflicts at the same ages as everyone else. So how does this relate to the Tragic Six and our Forever 27 Club? Well, in Erickson's model, the crisis that we all face from our early 20s until about age 39, which is where the age 27 lies, is intimacy versus isolation. In this stage, 
We're supposed to learn how to form meaningful, committed relationships with lovers and lifelong friends by opening ourselves up and trusting that we can be authentic and vulnerable with those closest to us. If we do this successfully, we can experience love, safety, security, and a sense of belonging to the world. But if we fail, we can quickly spiral into isolation, loneliness, and even depression. As you can imagine, most if not all of the Tragic Six fall more in line with those who failed to successfully overcome the crisis in this part of life. And I mean, you really cannot blame them. They all lived very public lives, especially Kurt Cobain and Amy Winehouse, with the growth of tabloids and mass media coverage. But they each suffered loneliness and isolation at the top. When you get that famous, it's just part of the consequences that come with it. You end up living in this bubble, and people stop considering you to be just a normal person. I mean, we've seen it play out so tragically with so many of our favorite celebrities and musicians. You're signing up for a lot of scrutiny and loneliness by signing up to be famous. But what's even more sad is that most of our Tragic Six never even really chased fame and wanted nothing to do with that lifestyle. It kind of just came for them and then dragged them down with it. In a nutshell, this theory just tries to explain how psychologically these times in the artists' lives were already challenging enough as they each faced a bigger life crisis of trying to battle loneliness and fight for love. But they ultimately lost that fight, making them all very susceptible to depression and then drug or alcohol abuse, which essentially claimed all of their lives at 27. All right, school is out, class is dismissed. While we hope you enjoyed your math, health, and psych classes today here at Crack Pop High, you are all free to switch your brains off now and enjoy the rest of your day. Also, will the owner of the white Bic lighter please report to the principal's office? We have a strict policy here at Crack Pop High. No white lighters. Okay, so maybe numerology is just too impractical or even too far out there for you. And sure, maybe an aging body paired with a very psychologically challenging time in one's life on top of drug and alcohol abuse could logically explain the mystery of why so many musicians are dropping dead at 27. But... There are still three other theories that are going to blow your mind like they did mine and are so, so much creepier and so much wilder. But guys, don't hate me. Because there is just too much information and I don't want to skip over any single aspect of this mystery, you will have to wait until next week's episode to get the whole truth. 
and to hear my thoughts on what I think is really going down with the 27 Club. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. For pictures, videos, and source material for this episode, you can visit our website at crackpopnetwork.com, where you can also submit a mystery that you'd like me to cover in a future episode. For more content, feel free to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at crackpopnetwork. If you're enjoying Crackpop so far and you want to help us grow the podcast, it would mean the world if you could subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Also, thank you so much to everybody who participated in this week's giveaway. And if you missed out this time, don't worry, there will be more opportunities in the future. I will return next Monday with part two of this week's episode, where together we will continue to unravel the rest of this pop culture mystery.